to show like these skills, these cybersecurity skills are so valuable in all industries, in all roles. Typically we place our students into cybersecurity firms that we partner with across Australia. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Cyber Revolution podcast. Thanks for joining us yet again. I'm Adam Hewitt, the CEO of Cyber Revolution, and today I'm joined by a current student of ours, Mark. Mark, how are you going? Very good, thank you. How are you? Very well, very well. Thanks for taking time out of your day to uh, to come on and share your story. Mark is doing really well in his current studies with us. As I mentioned before, he's a current student. The reason that we're getting him on podcast is to celebrate a recent opportunity that he landed, a recent new role, and his story is a little bit different to the usual guests that I have on, which... Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. That's some of the feedback we got from our listeners was, you know, we're, we're always talking about um, students doing the certifications or getting the training and getting placed in an entry-level cybersecurity role. Mark's story is a bit different and we're going to get into that soon. Before we do though, I want to give our new listeners of the podcast, if you're listening to this for the first time, a bit of an overview of who this podcast is for, what we talk about. Um, might save you some time if it's, it's, uh, if it's not of interest. So we are Australia's only cybersecurity training and placement organization. Okay, We specialize in helping people find their first job in cybersecurity, but as we're about to talk about, not always cybersecurity. And over the years, we've been doing that. We've helped thousands of people change careers into cybersecurity, but we do get a lot of questions all of the time. Still to this day, people reaching out going, hey, what is cybersecurity? What skills do you need to learn? Um, what certifications do I need to get? Do I need to do pro, you know, programming and coding? There are a lot of common misconceptions and potential barriers to entry um, as to why someone would look at upskilling and getting into cybersecurity. So we want to break down those barriers and really just educate people on how you can land your first job in cybersecurity. Okay, so if that resonates, sounds interesting, then this is the podcast for you. All right, Mark, let's get into it. Sounds good. I'm going to start where I do with all of our, uh, all of my guests, and that's from the very beginning. All right, what you were doing for work before you decided to looking at upskilling yourself and looking at a career change into cybersecurity. Yes, yeah, so it's um, quite uh, it's quite a good experience to be on this podcast when I started listening probably exactly 12 months ago, Neil. So I'm very keen to share my story. So I was a senior leader for um, a major travel company. And it was pretty much a business sales role. I was managing at one point 70, 80 people over two or three states. It was quite involved and it was just very, there was a lot of people management and things like that. So uh, I guess I was in that industry for or that company for over 10 years. Um, and it was just very people focused and very, very sales driven, which after a while it can take a bit of a toll, I guess. There were some other kind of family things going on as well this time last year. Um, so there was a lot, a lot happening. Yeah. It all kind of came to a head 12 months ago. And how so, if you don't mind elaborating, what do you mean by taking a toll? I was not being fulfilled, I guess, in the role that I was in. It was a real chore to get out of bed, to go to work. Um, and I'm a real stickler for where is somewhere that you need to enjoy. Um, something that I got taught, I guess, um, by my parents back in, you know, when I was a teenager growing up. Um, and I really kind of wanted that feeling again. Plus, you know, there was some, it was like some deaths in the family. It was all, it was just really intense personally. And there was a lot going on. 
Um, and it got to a point where I literally just had almost just a breakdown and I'll be quite open and honest about that. And I realized that I had to step away. And I guess when you start to have those kind of experiences, I guess your brain starts to go, okay, well, am I in the right role? Am I in something that I need to do? Like I want to do for the, the next 20 years. Yeah. So there was a lot, a lot going on. Yeah. Sorry to hear, man. I mean, and that's something that we hear, you know, a lot of our students talk about as to why they get into cybersecurity and even as to why they're looking at getting out of the current role that they're in. Yes, it's important that you can earn really good money and it's got good job security and everything. But if you aren't, the major thing is job fulfillment. Being actually being excited to get out of bed on a Monday morning and feeling like you're making a bit of a difference. Like that is, that is so important. And so, you know, for people that are starting to have some of those doubts, you obviously want to look at taking action before, you know, it gets to that, that breaking point, right? I think that job fulfillment of, sorry, making a difference, that piece is something that is really important to me. And it definitely, I was not getting that. I was just getting it. I was just, yeah, it was, it was a slog. And so why cybersecurity? What was it about the cyber industry? You're like, you know what, that is actually going to, you know, fill my cup a little bit more than what I'm currently doing. I guess I've always been a nerd, tech head, whatever you want to call it. And I've always been quite passionate about technology. And I guess I, it's probably one regret is that I've, I wasn't working in a technology industry, in the technology industry, sorry. And I turned around and I was like, what can I do next? And I guess with everything that happened last year with Optus, just, it was in the news and I was like, oh, what's, what's going on? So I think that your Instagram algorithm kind of started, must've been Googling cyber. And then obviously cyber started, cyber evolution popped up on my feed. So it's just kind of sparked that interest. And I realized I didn't have to go to uni for three, four, five years, whatever that is for the next opportunity to work in tech. And it seemed really exciting and dynamic and people focused and tech focused. It was like a combination of everything. So I could really kind of use my soft skills that I've um, kind of gained in my career so far and apply them in a brand new industry as well. And did you know, like you said before, you came to the realization that you didn't have to go to university. How did you come to that realization? Did you know that before speaking to us or is that something you No, I kind of did, you know, you jump online, you kind of do some research, but no, um, going through all the, um, information about all the different certificates and certifications and things like that. And the pathways, I guess, to get into the industry were what really kind of sealed the deal for me. I just didn't have money and, you know, you need money to live. And, um, I didn't have that kind of luxury of kind of to step away and study full time. And yeah, so it was a very attractive option, I guess, when I made that choice. And that's, that is, I said at the start of the podcast, who it's for and what its purpose is, is to break down the common misconceptions. And one of the biggest common misconceptions is that you need to have a master's or a university degree to get into this industry. That is probably a number one of the biggest things, right? And you just don't, right? You don't have to have those. The, the, re, the issue that we're having in Australia at the moment is for two reasons, right? To go deep into it and understand three and four years of theory in a university degree um, is not required for an entry-level role. But the other side of it is we need more people to enter this industry now. The skill shortage is here now. The cyber attacks are happening now. They're, the threat is knocking on our door. We can't wait for three to four years for people to go to university, upskill, and then and then get into the industry. So that's that's I guess one of the main 
misconceptions that we want to we want to squash. All right, great. And you mentioned before, I was going to ask you, a lot of the people, we did see a, a huge influx in inquiries and interest um, after the Optus and Medibank attacks. Were you one of the unfortunate ones that was in that attack? Did you get hacked? Never been hacked in my life. To your knowledge? To, actually, yes, to my knowledge. To my knowledge. Yeah, it was, I'm not, I wasn't a victim, but it definitely kind of made me go, wow, there's a lot of victims out there. Okay, cool. So for you, for cybersecurity, it just seemed like it ticked all the boxes. You wanted to get into IT, didn't have to study full time. Um, you know, it was a good blend of, yeah, some face-to-face um, conversations you could have with people, personal communication skills that you had, obviously, in the past in your sales role, but also a good blend of some of the technical skills that you've always wanted to learn as well. Okay. Just to add one more thing, I think when yeah. I kind of explored career options, it wasn't just going straight into cyber. Um, there was like people that were into IT support roles and more technical support. So it was open the doors, I guess, to the world. But you knew you wanted to get into that, into that tech space and you went for it, mate. And good on you for making that decision. I know it, it took a, quite a traumatic experience for you to, to do that, right? And, and take that action. But it still takes a lot of courage to go, you know what, I'm going to change careers. I'm going to upskill. I'm going to invest in myself and go all in. And so, yeah, um, tip the cap to you, mate. And so your story, as I said at the start of the episode, is a little bit different to my usual guests that we have on. You're studying your certifications currently with us. You're you know, um, roughly coming up to halfway within your studies. The role that you've just landed isn't your typical cybersecurity role, but the certifications that you did have, I think you're coming up on getting a couple of certificates so far already, helped you land this role. So this is why I wanted to get you on. It's a different, it's a different story of how cyber certificates and cyber skills can get you, you know, into uh, into a new role. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I guess maybe it's working in senior sales leadership roles for a long time, but I guess I'm quite a determined individual and I'm quite driven. And I guess I completed my eight plus certification and I was like, all right, I'm going to start just applying for whatever I can just to get in the door somewhere and just to get a junior role. Like I wasn't even looking for anything senior and I was lucky enough um, to be on online after it was a long process, by the way, it wasn't just didn't happen overnight. This was probably over a couple of months and I came across a role, um, which I'm now in, which is a senior account management role and customer success leader for, I guess, a global technology company. I saw it and there was a lot of, um, things in there that kind of just ticked the box for me. I applied, but I called the recruiter um, before I applied and said, I've got this cert. I'm still studying. Um, this is what it's going to give me at the end of it. I want to apply this in my experience. What do you think? And tailored my resume very quickly and sent it through. And within an hour, he called me back. He'd pre-screened me and I think within the next week, it took a week maybe, but um, within the next week I'd had three interviews and I had the role within a week and a half. It was done and dusted. It happened quickly when it, um, when, when it all started um, to kick off. But I guess in the role itself, um, you know, it sounded very vague what I said, but I guess supporting customers with the tech platform that we provide and I guess enhancing product values and understanding their needs. And it's a real kind of, high level role within a technology ecosystem, you'd call it, but, um, it has all different touch points and it's so good. 
And it just goes to show, right, like these skills, these cybersecurity skills are so valuable in all industries, in all roles. Typically, we place our students into cybersecurity firms that we partner with across Australia, right? But what we're finding now is, uh, and this is because of the new legislation that's coming into government, prior to the Optus and MetaBank attacks, the government could only fine any company a maximum of $2 million for a cyber breach if um, found that it was you know, negligence on their end, right? For not protecting client data. That's now changed and that's going to turn into the tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions. So all of these big companies now and all of these boards across any industry, cybersecurity is on their list to, to kind of tick off and make sure they are compliant. So in any role, if you're applying for it, we've helped, we've heard this for a, a, you know, a bunch of our students as well. If you have those cybersecurity skill sets and cybersecurity certifications, then all companies are going to be looking at that as an asset. You're then an asset. You have that skill set to be able to, whether you're indirectly or directly, protecting their clients' data. It's always going to be a good thing, which I'm sure you found in that that interview process, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And I guess you know I did get asked questions about that, and you know why aren't you applying for a cyber role and I guess, you know, this role spoke to me a lot and it was something that I kind of blended my worlds together and it really was, I realized the next step and here we are. And everyone's outcome, everyone's outcome's different, right? I, that's why I have everyone uh, from all walks of life on the podcast. The end goal is to get a job where they're feeling fulfilled. They have good career progression. They can earn really good money. It ticks their boxes, right? And that is the end goal. Whether that's a cybersecurity technician, a GRC consultant or an account executive at a big data company doesn't matter what it is it just matters it makes it makes you happy and on that you mentioned to me on the phone earlier we, we chat uh, we chatted briefly last week and you mentioned that you just you're just happy with the job outcome right and so if you want to elaborate a little bit more on that what's changed from you know your old your old role to increase your level of happiness and, and i guess why is that important to you i guess it's twofold i guess it's opened up this whole new world and i'm now kind of in that, like I mentioned before, that tech ecosystem. And I'm just learning every day. It's something that I realized that's why I wasn't being fulfilled at my previous role. I'd done it. I'd done it well. I kind of hit the wall um, and I was looking for the next challenge. Yeah. So the that's, that technology ecosystem being part of that, working with just great people, I guess being in that business and kind of we're learning from these people that have been in this business for so long and just the knowledge and, you know, kind of them taking me on a journey as well and understanding that. You know what I think it is with you, why you, I guess what you were looking for and what is potentially why you're feeling that fulfillment at the moment. Yeah. I, I'm noticing, I speak to so many of our students and I speak to people on the podcast and it's a really amazing trait to have, whether it's cybersecurity, any, any industry. You seem to me like the kind of person, if you're not growing or if you're not learning something new, then you kind of feel like you're going backwards. Is that spot on? A hundred percent. If you're not in a role that you're growing and learning and kind of developing yourself, your skills, whatever, in my opinion, like what's the point? It's something that, I don't know, got drummed into me when I was younger. And I was lucky enough to work in a company that kind of gave so much opportunity and I think that just gave me the taste for it and probably I'm probably quite impatient <laughs> as well but um I guess that kind of benefited me in kind of just being persistent and resilient as well um to kind of keep pushing and not accepting mediocrity I guess and that's another important takeaway for everyone listening is that 
And it's not for everyone. Not everyone has that mindset, right? I'm the same. I've come from an education background. I value education and I believe the same thing. If you're not constantly learning, if you're not constantly trying to get better, then what is the point? But it's fine for people that don't have that perspective. If you if you don't share that same perspective as Mark and myself, then, then cybersecurity probably isn't a good fit for you. It is an industry where you have to enjoy learning. You have to enjoy being challenged and constantly getting better and, and moving forward. Okay, so that, that's a huge, huge trait that you have to have to, to want to get into cyber. Talking about that, the future, moving forward, where do you want to be in the next five years? In the role I'm in now, I guess. I'm more than happy to kind of be here and grow and learn and develop. And yeah, I don't see myself going anywhere. Amazing, mate. That That's awesome, right? And as I said, you're still upskilling with us. You're still getting those certifications. And it sounds like this is a company that's going to give you ample amount of opportunities to to grow and continue learning so that's that's amazing on the the learning side of things why did why did you decide you mentioned that the instagram algorithms worked and you know my face probably popped up and you decided to inquire how did you come across cyber evolution obviously instagram why did you decide to join us over all of the other training providers out there thinking back to that moment i guess for me i was in a state where i needed I didn't just want to do a certification. I've done that before. I've done the cert and you just get given the modules and you're like, see you later, I'll see you at the end. The support, the guidance and kind of that, that support system, I guess, is kind of that one thing that got me in having those catch-ups with my um, mentor every week and, um, you know, being flexible about it and just letting these people go on the journey with you because this is such a big world of like new world of study, I guess, that having that extra support and um, was, it got me across the line. And I guess as well, even though it didn't happen, but that's okay, the placement opportunities and understanding that you guys would help with that, it was like, okay, I can do all the studies. And then at the end, there's, it's not like a safety net, but it's just like, okay, then that's also part of the program as well. Yeah, exactly. I think the support's amazing. The support's important. And you know, I have no doubt that there are other training organizations out there that also think they've got a great support, but I feel like we've got the best team in the business. But then also, as you said before, just knowing that you do have that placement support there, you do have access to industry. Um, and that extends for you, right? I know it's amazing that you're in an organization and you went out there and you found your own role halfway through your studies and didn't need our placement job support, which is a bit different to a lot of our students, you're part of our community. So that support is always going to, you know, support is always going to be there. Talking about community, well, I remember is that while I was in my studies, I think um, it got shared with me all the different, like there was like LinkedIn groups, there was Facebook groups, there was all these different kind of mentoring systems out there that if you want to learn and if you want to grow your network, I actually had a conversation with someone that has been on this podcast, um, probably a few months ago now. And I remember talking to him and, you know, hearing his journey and, you know, it's just, there's a lot of people out there that want you to succeed. A really nice feeling because you, you can grow your community pretty quickly if you know where to look and just ask. Cybersecurity community is a really close-knit community, even Cyber Revolution, obviously, but the community abroad, they are really welcoming. They do want to help people and newbies to get into the industry. You're obviously all going to get some keyboard warriors and some people out there that are like, ah, you can't get into cybersecurity, you can't do this because they potentially couldn't do it or they haven't had the courage to invest in themselves and do it. But the, the people that are in this industry are so welcoming to help 
you know, people, there's networking events, there's LinkedIn workshops that rerun, our peers, peer support program within Cyber Evolution is great. As you said, students get the opportunity to speak to other students and everyone just wants, yeah, everyone to get to the same outcome and that's in a fulfilling role, right? As I said, whether it's in your industry or in the, in the cyber industry, it doesn't really matter as long as you're feeling fulfilled. And so... Let's wrap things up before I do, because we're going a little bit over time, but I think it's been a, you know, a really good conversation, mate. What would be your top three tips for somebody who was feeling like you were feeling 12 months ago, like you're not fulfilled in your work, potentially things could be coming to a head and they need to make a change. What would be your top three tips to that person? My top three tips to that person would be take a breath, be comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's where kind of the gold happens and that's where the growth happens and the next one even though i didn't live by this all the time i would say just be patient and committed i guess um when you decide to make a choice to change the career to be fulfilled you're doing probably one of the biggest things that you could do and it's all for you, take the leap. Take the leap is all I would say. It's because if it's you're already thinking about it, then you probably just need someone to... Give you a bit of a nudge. Yeah. I was going to say push you off a cliff, but I don't want to say that. I was going to say, yeah, just have that push. Yeah, exactly. And then like, I think I mean, that is such gold. Like, I can't agree more. Like that you've got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like a career change is a serious thing. And you've probably been thinking about it for years. And you should be. It shouldn't be something that you wake up one day and go, yeah, oh, you know what, I want a career change and then I change later that afternoon and chop and change and bounce around roles and careers. That's not what you should do. It should be something that is so serious because you said at the start of this, right, you have to enjoy what you do at work each day. Like it is what you do for the majority of the time that you're on this earth and awake on this earth. So you may, you may as well enjoy it. And if you're not, take a serious think about why you're not have a look into some other opportunities as to what you could potentially do, research that. And then once you get to that place where you're like, I think I, this is what I want to do, you are not going to be 100% certain. There are no guarantees. You are going to have to take a leap of faith. If you don't, the consequences are nothing changes, which is far more scary than taking a chance on yourself and upskilling, I think anyway. Yeah, 100%. With no risk, there's no reward. I think that's a fitting way to, uh, to end the episode. Thanks so much, Mark, for, um, for coming on and sharing your story. A little bit of a different one, but I'm so happy that you're now fulfilled and you know, you're on, on the path to um, a really great career, mate. So, so well done and thanks for sharing your story. Well, thank you and thanks to Cyber Revolution. Mate, anytime. Guys, if you did get some value out of this podcast, please like, comment, subscribe, let your friends know about it. If you want to know a little bit more about the, the job placement program that we run, and the one that Mark's currently in, all you need to do is head to cyberevolution.com.au and you can leave your details there and someone from the team will be in touch. Thanks for listening.